Arthur Smith is set to be the new offensive coordinator, and that's not going to excite anyone, anywhere. But that's okay. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates that I hope you'll check out as well. Smith was the head coach of the Falcons. Smith didn't get a whole lot done in Atlanta. Smith got canned. Some people are just better off being coordinators than head coaches. Best example, probably in the history of the sport, is Dick LeBeau. LeBeau was one of the most brilliant defensive coordinators the league's ever seen. Hall of Famer on every level. Just could not head coach. Didn't have whatever it is that's required, whether it's a nasty streak, because this is like the nicest man in the world, or the temperament or the patience to get the most out of his players, meaning at the head coach level. It's not for everybody. We can go back and forth all day long. We can do it all summer long about Smith's history in Atlanta, about his successes before that in Nashville, where the Titans had Derrick Henry running for 2,000-plus yards, A.J. Brown piling up 1,000 receiving yards, Ryan Tannehill being basically raised from the dead to become a top-10 quarterback, or we can look at a lot of the talent that he wasted after that. And then on top of all that, we can continue wishing that the Steelers would not be the Steelers and that they would go and hire some young up-and-comer right out of the San Francisco system and have everybody go, wow, this kid's like 27 years old and he's so smart, he's got antennas growing out of his head and we can't wait to see what magic he brings to this offense and how George Pickens will be open by a degree of 10 yards every time he goes out for a pass. This This is perception. If the Steelers had taken this approach, A, I'd have been stunned, and B, I I don't know that it would have been a fit for what's here. So you'd have been waiting an awfully long time, I think, for the pieces to arrive for that type of scheme. You need Julian Edelman running schemes like this. You need Jerry Rice running schemes like this. They're smart. They're sophisticated. They're infinitely more advanced than what the current Pittsburgh receivers have been running, I dare say, since they entered the league. That's not a knock on Deontay Johnson or George Pickens or Calvin Austin. It's certainly not the veterans, the Allen Robinsons and so forth. It's not doubting what they're capable of either, but they've been here for a while, and they've not been challenged to do anything that would require the mental Olympics involved in suddenly transforming into a San Francisco-style offense. Let me put this another way. Remember all those times in the first half of the season when a quarterback would throw a football like 20 yards over the wide receiver's head, and the receiver would look back at the quarterback, and the quarterback would look at the sideline. These were the simplest routes out of the simplest playbook you've ever seen. 
And now all of a sudden they're going to bring in the next Bill Walsh or George Seifert and turn everybody into eggheads. No, no, was not going to happen. Here's what I think you can live with as it relates to Smith. He arrives with the fair perception that he is a running guy. He'll go with 12 personnel, 13 personnel. He'll have his tight ends stay in and make everybody that much bigger. Doesn't care if his tight ends ever catch a pass. And he will, above all else, run, run, run. Well, my friends, tell me what you see when you look at this offense. I see what Art Rooney a couple of days ago referred to as the two-headed monster in Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, guys who contrast each other, guys who feed off each other, guys who fuel each other. I see 2,000 rushing yards between the two of them. I don't believe that to be hyperbole. I could also see a setting where Smith's influence would have Darnell Washington become a much bigger part of the offense, not by catching the football, but by being that six-man, as Darnell calls himself, on the offensive line. Smith has utilized tight ends in the passing game, so there's nothing to rule out that he would do likewise with Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth has to take his blocking game to the same level all year long where he had it over the final four games where people inside the organization were marveling at his blocking. And if you're one of those people who has doubts, and these are fair, regarding the quarterback position, whether that's Mason Rudolph, who should be the starter, or Kenny Pickett, who might be the starter, then adopting, no, embracing a run-first approach should be right in your wheelhouse. You should be loving this. Want to hear an amazing statistic? Out of the NFL's top 15 rushing offenses, in the 2023 season, 11 of them made the playoffs. That's 11 out of 15. Well, you don't do it that way to, to win it all. You always need to pass, pass, pass. Well, no. Three of the four teams that made the conference championship games ranked in the top six for rushing offense. And the alleged best of those teams, meaning the Ravens, who had the league's best record in the regular season, were eliminated in large part because their running backs totaled 17 yards against the Chiefs. You need to run. You still need to run. You don't need to Franco and Rocky it, but you need to run. That'll go out of style every once in a while, but it always bounces back. Running backs, as a position, have been devalued, both in terms of where they're drafted, and the amount of money that they're being paid. And yet, the running game itself remains paramount. If you're the Steelers, you're not hiring someone like Smith because of what you can get out of him in 2024. You're definitely not hiring him so that you can make some sort of intangible splash move that satisfies a certain portion of the fan base that wants to see the Steelers go rocketing into the NFL's jet age with a snap of a finger. You are hiring Smith if you're looking for a solid foundation. I'm going to use that term a lot regarding this man and what he can bring to the organization. I like the hire. I love the concept of laying that foundation. When we come back, J1Q... 
This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Exciting news from Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Join them this month for an $8,000 cash drawing on January 21st at noon. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament starting January 23rd with a $25,000 guarantee prize pool. Seize your chance in the daily high-hand hustle promotion. The first 10 high hands went up to $200 with a second round from 6 to 10 p.m. More action More winnings only at Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Visit LiveCasinoPittsburgh.com for details. Also, be sure to follow Live Pittsburgh's Poker Room on X at LivePokerWML for promotion and tournament news. Today's J1Q comes from Michael who says... Does the hiring of Arthur Smith increase or decrease the Steelers' odds of keeping Mason Rudolph? I'm not sure, Mike, that it would have an impact on keeping Mason. I believe there are other factors that would be infinitely more influential, such as, chiefly, whether or not he feels he'd get an honest chance, a real competition, unlike the staged one back in 2022 where it had been preordained that Mitch Trubisky was going to win no matter what he did. If it's a real competition, I believe, and this is me, that Mason couldn't possibly be in a better spot if he wants to be an NFL starter. That sounds like a shot at Kenny Pickett. I mean, we're just talking about professional performance here and nothing else, not character, not personality. Go around all 32 franchises and tell me which scenario would be more favorable for such a thing, and then we can have this argument right here above the table. That said, Mason has always been a quarterback. This goes to college, and through the limited action he's been afforded in the National Football League, he's always been very, very comfortable as a quarterback who's running the running game. And if you'll recall, there was a certain number seven who played before him who was way in that mold as well. It's something that I feel Ben Roethlisberger hasn't gotten enough credit for over the course of his magnificent career. I feel that Ben not only ran the running game well, was able to Run his checks at the line and go to a run. Get Le'Veon Bell. Get D'Angelo Williams. Get Jerome Bettis if you want to go all the way back. Involved at just the right time of the game because he enjoyed it. He enjoyed being a quarterback who ran a running offense when it was needed. Never made any apologies for it. Never worried if he had a passing line of, I don't know, 150 yards at the end of the game if his running backs were able to get up a big total. Ben was always, always, always about the win. There's a lot of that in Mason. Maybe some of it's due to his having been in Ben's shadow for as long as he was and learning that by watching him. Maybe it's just something that's ingrained in Mason, but I could see Mason being very comfortable in this type of offense because one of the beautiful things about this type of offense as we saw in the final four games, is it really opens up the passing game if you use it smartly. 
probably the best example, even though the weather was as miserable as it was, was in Baltimore, where the Ravens knew they wanted to shut down the run. They knew they wanted to have everybody up at the line. But then Mason kept throwing over their heads, and Mason was going downfield, and Mason was finding Pat Fryermuth over on the left sideline. And gradually, even John Harbaugh, who is as stubborn as any coach in the league when it comes to sticking to his defensive game plan, he does not like being pried away from it, had no choice but to start dropping people into coverage. And then once he did that, guess who ran even a little bit more free? I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Sealers. We're going to do another one of these tomorrow. 